Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Guitar Gossip. I'm your host, Dano Disaster. Today, we have the lead guitar player and songwriter, John Safry of the band Play Fight. John, what's going on, buddy? Not too much, man. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Happy Monday, dude. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you guys just released your debut EP last Friday. How's that been? It's good, man. It's good to finally have it out. It's been... uh been a while because we've just kind of had a lot of these songs just kind of sitting there because we we have honestly like way too much material <laughs> so it was just t- kind of to the point where we we're like screw it we're putting out an ep because we just got to get some of these songs out of here so we can kind of get on to the next thing and also it's kind of nice to have a good amount of songs out before the first show so it's like people are only going to hear like one song on friday and set or and sunday that aren't that isn't released so everything else is going to be songs off the ep which is nice wicked man i i love it um obviously i've been a big fan since you guys kind of started so it's it's awesome um i can't wait to see more and unfortunately i can't make one of the shows because i'm also playing my debut show this weekend so yeah hopefully yeah, exactly. that's good <laughs> but anyways <laughs> time um, for bands finally right thank god last time we were chatting it was like we were uh discussing the the upcoming like how things we'd want them to be and we're kind of finally there so yeah exactly like i think because that was right after we filmed the video for no so naturally i think that we did that for sure which we like oh my god we we had to technically like really break the law for that (laughs) because it was like in the mid it was right after that emergency break thing happened it wasn't like the lockdown but they called it the emergency break but it's basically another lockdown but almost worse yeah, they're like, you can't fucking even like leave your city or whatever. And yeah, you got to stay with the people that live in your house. Yeah. So that's why if you watch the video, we're like spaced out like 10 feet. Because <laughs> we were do what being, you like, do. so overly cautious. We were like, we don't want any of this to come back on us. And like, we're going to be as overly cautious as we can. Like, we weren't filming, even though we're outside and everything, put masks on, like sit as far as way as we can. Like, even when we were doing the photos, we were like staggered and spaced out so like no one was like breathing in the same air yeah. <laughs> it was nuts i noticed your guys uh first drop for your first um promo shot you guys were like 10 feet apart like you said yeah yeah like it was kind of ridiculous but we were just so like we have to have something for when we launch so let's just do it and if it looks ridiculous whatever and yeah. then luckily Stu got some photoshop magic in there and like stitch us all together for what was our profile pic for a while there um and like put the logo underneath and it looked awesome and like thankfully like because i know photographers are kind of particular with like what they do and like having it manipulated afterwards so luckily like we talked to matt uh garassi like the guy who directed the video and did those photos and we were like hey is it cool if we do this and he's like oh fuck yeah that looks so good (laughs) like he he got so psyched on it it looks like you guys got some new photos now because you got the new edition of uh josh bombay yeah well that was kind of the main thing we were like we gotta have some pics with him otherwise we can't really announce it because that's just like it's kind of yeah. lame to just announce it and then just use like a, a pic of him from like from fortune just crop like him in <laughs> yeah, exactly right i mean you can find um, a picture of sloth from the goonies but you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> the birthday post that comes up every year yeah. i know i love it i actually have an autographed um sloth pop figure um that started my whole pop figure collection and it's autographed by josh bombay that's awesome i've had members of fortune cove try to buy it off me and i'm like no one day one day i'll cave but until then no <laughs> that's awesome i didn't yeah. know about that that's great <laughs> i'll show you one day <laughs> yeah i want to see that good 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 all right um let's get right into it so obviously this is a uh, guitar podcast um and we're just gonna shoot the shit about guitars so what actually like got you started into playing guitar what was the reasoning behind it and who gave you your first guitar and what what was it so this kind of goes back and forth a little bit so like when i was a kid um the first guitar i think i ever held well i had like a toy guitar when i was a kid and I, like i had no idea what the fuck i was doing with it like I basically it was never in tune uh it was about like the size of a ukulele maybe slightly bigger <laughs> I actually played left-handed then. Well, like I say played, but like I 
I strummed it left-handed back then. And then somehow, like when I picked up my first real one, when I was 13, I just started playing right-handed. I don't know why, what made me switch, but I just did, um, kind of worked out in my favor, but there you go. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I was always obsessed with it. Like I would literally walk around the house making like guitar noises and shit. I was going to bring that up if you didn't say that. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally I was like, that's always what I did. Um, just kind of like repeat riffs that I heard with my mouth. I guess. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then like music class rolled around and like, I saw a bunch of my friends showing up like electric guitars and I was like, Oh fuck, we can do that now. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting one. And then as soon as my birthday rolled around, I was like the only thing I, I was like, dad, please like you and mom don't have to get me a present for the next like five years. <laughs> Just get me a guitar. That's all I want and uh yeah thankfully they got me one and it was a, a godan sd which i still have actually it's in storage right now but there you go. yeah it's not a bad guitar by any means but um i've certainly upgraded <laughs> what are you rocking now so i kind of have like three main ones so uh i have a stingray an ernie ball stingray rs um insanely well crafted like i it, it's pretty nuts it's different from what i'm used to because it's like uh roasted maple neck and everything and uh it's like closer to like a jazz master almost because the the body shape is like a little bit fatter at the end yeah um and it's got obviously like the double cutaway kind of like a like a a strat or whatever which i've never been like i've i've always pictured myself more of a les paul guy than a strat guy for sure so it was kind of a an interesting transition to start playing that but i love it man like it plays like absolute butter um that's kind of like my my more modern guitar i guess and then uh i have a les paul classic which is like i mean it's my baby i love it um i'm doing a little upgrade on it right now actually i'm gonna i'm getting the pickups covered uh because right now like when you get a, a for any of the gibson fanboys they already know this but when you get a classic they don't come with covered pickups um at least in the modern day i don't know if it was like like that back when they first released them but um there's something about having them uncovered that makes it's a little bit pokier of a sound so like every now and then if you really like because i i pick pretty hard um and if you really you know smack a string it'll kind of poke out quite a bit it's a lot less compressed and i kind of want to tame the pickups just a little bit so i'm gonna put some covers on that see if it uh I mean, it should help quite a bit, but um, yeah, love that guitar. It's just not the greatest for live because it's so fucking heavy. <laughs> um, and obviously, like upper fret access isn't the easiest, <laughs> the just because the neck joint and everything like that. But you like you literally can't like. There's nothing like playing a Les Paul. There's just something about it that makes you write a certain way, and that's why I gravitated to it the most. Is like I love writing with with Gibsons. There's just something about how they're made, how the neck feels, and everything the finish um i just seem to write differently with them which is cool um and then my newest one which is my explorer which you might have seen in a video today that Stu posted from rehearsal um but oh my god it's amazing (laughs) it's so good um it's like a brand new i guess 2020 or 2021 not sure they don't don't really do years on gibsons anymore yeah they just have like the original collection and then they kind of just updated with like new finishes or whatever, but it's not like a certain year, but um, it's unreal, man. Like I uh, just oiled the fretboard like right after I got it because I really needed to. <laughs> and as soon as I did that, it just played like absolute butter. Um, great pickups in it. I think they're burst bucker threes, which I think are my hottest ones. I think the other ones are uh, the 61 T in the classic is like an Alnico 5. And then I think it's an Alnico 5 in my Stingray as well. So both those are pretty similar. Um, I find the Stingray is a little bit less hot, but um, I'm kind of, a, I'm a bit of a fan of like lower output pickups now. I used to be an active pickup guy for years. And now it's just kind of just made the switch and I like it. What kind yeah. of uh, picks do you use? Are you one of those guys that can just pick up a pick and just rock it? Or do you have your set no, like I, thickness? I, I'm, I'm quite particular with my picks. I'm picky with my picks. Um, I've got the Ernie Ball Everlast 
these are like my go-tos now. Um, Actually, you got me onto those. It's somewhere. They're everywhere. They're so good, man. They're so good. Like there's something about them. Like the grip is perfect. And they have a little bit of this extra smack to them that I found with like, I, I used to use like Tortex for a long time. Like Same. literally pretty The much green much ones higher. and the yellow yeah. ones. Like green, like between like greens and blues. So it's like, was it 88s and ones i think were like my go-to for a while now i'm actually hopping between much lighter picks i'm using 60s and 73s oh wow yeah so pink ones here and the orange ones those are kind of like the main go-to's i still i literally have all of them i have like a little tackle box here if you can see it <laughs> with like amazing all the different kinds and then for tracking base and stuff i use uh twos just to i like to have a little bit more girth on it because playing bass you kind of need that because the strings are fucking massive but um fucking rhinos yeah exactly but yeah ever since i switched to the ernie ball picks i it's like no looking back like i bought i bought some jazz threes recently just to like have like tortex jazz threes that are 73s i don't mind them it's just the smaller form factor i just i can't i can't for very long like every now and then i'll mess around with it because it's just a cool different feel but I always come back to the Everlast. Like those are, they're perfect picks for me. I actually know where all my picks are now. Every time I bring them to band, Ryan's like, oh, I don't have a pick. So I'm like, here you go. So he's probably stolen half the ones I bought and need new ones for the show. <laughs> That's why I got this thing. Cause like, I, I don't really lose my picks anymore. It's like, they're either in there or I keep a few in my wallet just for if I'm out. And if I'm like, you know, at a guitar store or whatever, and I want to try stuff out or for, for band practice, obviously I'll bring them just in my wallet or whatever. Cause I don't need a ton. I don't, I, I don't really go <laughs> through like as hard as I pick, like I can, I can work with them being worn down a little bit. I also sharpen them on my own just on carpet. If I really need to, I don't know if you do that as well, but no, it's a technique. I haven't tried yet. You mentioned it in our um, disaster episode. The first one, um, I have yet to try it, but I've heard other people mention it since we've talked about it. So I should definitely give it a shot. Yeah, it's cool. Like you just got to be careful with it because you can do one side more than the other and it gets lopsided pretty easily. So you just got to be careful with it. But like, man, if you've already got a worn down pick, you've got nothing to lose anyways. Yeah. It's like you're going to be throwing that pick out anyways. Oh, for sure. Uh, my shitty fucking downfall is because of my MS, I fucking don't have the grip on my right hand as much so i drop picks quite a bit so oh, yeah i've um basically got three different um what are they, clip uh holders on each of the mic stands yeah so basically when we play live i'll have one on ryan's mic stand my mic stand and nick's mic stand of all my picks so if i'm fucking jumping around on the stage and i drop mine i can just literally be at ryan's fucking side and grab my own pick rather than a fucking crazy bass pick if i hit nicks or something yeah that's a good call the other thing i would say too is look into um i don't even know what company makes them but there were like these little strips that you could put on like the bottom of your guitar or something so they're just like kind of like sticking out there so you can just snag it like that i know a lot of people used to use them like mid 2000s and stuff i haven't seen them too much lately i mean you could just use painter's tape or something like that and just or like gaff tape or whatever yeah Obviously, it's not the best looking thing, but if you know that you're going to be dropping them all day anyways, yeah. um, the, the, I was going to say the other option too would be, um, you know, Chris Broderick, who used to play in Megadeth, mm -hmm. um, he uses like the thumb picks and I think he has like custom ones where it's like, it's not like a regular thumb pick. Like it's more like a regular pick that just wraps around your thumb just cause. Yeah. So that might be a good option too. That's a good idea. I'll take a look because um, yeah. I've tried to I tried to figure out different options and stuff like that. I'm not really a big fan of um, the picks that have like the like the grip. Do you know what I'm talking? I forget what they're called. Oh, um, uh, oh shit! What's that company? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like the rubber. Yeah, it's like Davos. It's, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. like that feeling. I don't know. It's just weird, and I just feel like I can't play as well with that. I'm so. with you on that. Yeah. Same thing with nylon picks. Oh, yeah, no, fuck that. Nylon. Oh, no. It's like nails on chalkboard to me. <laughs> what kind of strings do you rock? Uh, Ernie Ball as well. So I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty basic with them. So if I'm playing in standard, which I am, like between standard and drop D, that's like, 
probably 80% of play fight is that. Um, so I'll use 10 to 46 for those. So it's like the, the green pack or whatever. And then I do kind of hop on the 10 to 52s every now and then if I'm doing something in like C or like D standard. If I got to drop everything down. Um, and then we actually have this is a bit of a spoiler. There are a couple songs that are in drop B and C sharp standard. Not, oh, wow. uh, not not on the EP or anything, but like this is for in the future that will be. I think they'll probably see the light of day in the next year or so. Um, but for that, I use the 11 to 54s and then I'll swap out the 54 depending. Like if I'm in the if I'm in C sharp standard, I'll just keep the 54. But if I'm in drop B, I'll, I'll usually swap that out for like a 60 or something. Nice. Yeah, I am um, in. Wormhusk, we uh, play in drop C, so I use the the heavy bottoms, the 10 to 52s there. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. Uh, like when I was doing drop C, like exclusively with my old band, it was like I, I was basically 10 to 52 all the time, and then I would swap it out for a 56. Yeah, so touching on your old band, um, Chase the Gray, what's the like, um, what's the difference slash similarities you would say with your writing techniques? in that band and obviously play fight. Like I know you're one of the main songwriters in play fight. Um, and yeah, I was listening to chase Gray the other day and it's like, <laughs> if somebody didn't know that you were in that band before and listened to it, it's a lot different than play fight, but, yeah, um, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So do you find it, obviously it's different, but is there like certain techniques and stuff in your playing style that kind of like, I guess, come full circle and stuff and just that's how you write that's who you are so lately i'll say lately like for stuff going forward that's being written lately the lines are getting blurred a little bit more um and i think putting out tidal wave this early kind of allowed us to do that um and like the rest of the guys are on board like whenever i send them something that's a little bit on the heavier side at first i was always nervous i'm like fuck they're gonna be like no nah, man like too heavy like start a side project or something like <laughs> <Start that>. <laughs> but like i'll send it out and like Stu will just be like oh fuck yeah and then Stu's on board and then once Stu's finished with like doing the verses and stuff then he'll send it back to me and i'll send it to the guys after it's mixed and everything and then the rest of them will be like oh this is sick and like i showed them another one the other day which like i don't even know what bands they compare it to like it's kind of like Beartooth meets while she sleeps with like a little bit of i don't even know like a day to remember or something like that thrown in there as well fuck yeah and they were like this is sick and i'm like okay cool like i had no idea if you guys would like this one that much or not but again it was the same thing like i sent it to Stu with the chorus and everything and he's like Yo, this is sick so um yeah it's cool to be able to do that sort of stuff and just kind of like keep branching out in different directions because like we have other stuff that's like like closer to that more like modern like solo artist pop punk sort of stuff like we have a song called euphoria that's like it's almost like that mod sun type of thing if you ever listen to him it's like it's very poppy but it's still got riffs and everything like that but um but as for like the similarities like guitar wise and stuff um the tone is very different that's that's probably like first and foremost like with chase the gray it was like active pickup so i was i was using emgs on literally everything that we ever recorded um and it was always some form of a 5150 or 6505 um i'm pretty sure that entire set sale ep is all 6505 i think um with like a mesa cab and shit and now with play fight it's like i think i've used a freeman on everything uh, but it's all it's all Kemper profiles for mine, but it's it's a Friedman for for pretty much everything. So Friedman to a Marshall cab. So that already kind of sets it apart just tone wise like that. And then tuning as well. Like, I mean, uh, tell me I'm wrong was a Chase the Grey song. Initially. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I was taking that band. And then when I moved home, it was like, OK, well, I'm just going to end that band and I don't want to sing lead anymore. So I'll just get somebody else to sing it and thankfully like Stu sang it pretty much identical to how I did. Um, so that worked out good. <laughs> That's wicked. Yeah. Stu's great. Oh yeah. Um, 
but as for like like structure wise and stuff it's pretty similar um because i still i mean i still do solos and stuff still do breakdowns um and i like to keep it so you know what section is what so like when you're listening to the song like you know you're in a verse you know you're in a chorus and when that chorus hits like you better fucking know it exactly um, so things like that are pretty similar um both bands it always starts with a riff first it's like i think there's been literally one or two songs that i've started with like lyrics or a vocal melody first and that's always super weird for me uh, <laughs> out of the realm like, it, yeah it just it doesn't feel right but sometimes it works that way which it's rare but they always end up sounding a little bit different when they're like that but yeah it, it's somewhat similar it's just mainly the guitar tone and stuff that's a lot different and and the riff style it's like in play fight it's a lot more major key chase gray was pretty much all minor so yeah all right um moving on so obviously you mentioned that chase the gray not chase gray sorry tell me i'm wrong was a chase the gray song and we've talked about it before and you said you wrote that song like three years ago um is that your favorite play fight song or do you have another one? Oh man that's tough to say because obviously i know like a song like that that like you brought your new band is always going to have like your heartstrings attached to it um but is there something new that you've written is there a current song that you guys have out right now that you're like you know what like this is my new favorite like play fight song um that's tough man like i love tidal wave um tidal wave's a fucking banger yeah it's it's a fun one um the main riff is a bitch to play sometimes just because of how i have to finger it i'll, I'll show you really quick just what yeah, it man. looks like on my fingers because it's fucked <laughs> so i'm all the way up at like here <laughs> if you can see i gotta like move the yeah, camera just... so you can see this but i'm literally at 17th fret on the e Nine or 18th on the b and then 21st on the g so i'm doing that and then i have to hit the 20th on the high e jesus so it's getting that that ring finger down there while everything else is like in a different spot it's just such a pretzel <laughs> but that's why i don't uh, play lead <laughs> it's fun though so because like that riff was originally written in a different key yeah and then Stu was like this is way too fucking high for me to sing can we try it in a different key and then <laughs> i shifted it around um so initially that note was going to be on an open string so that's why it was easier but uh yeah, shifted around, got used to it, forced my fingers into a pretzel, and it works. Um, yeah, so Tidal Wave is really fun. Enjoy the show is really fun to play. Uh, obviously, like all the tapping and stuff um, and the speed. Uh, Anchor's really fun. I think, like, oh, man, it's tough to say, man. Like, it, I, I don't really know what my favorite is. Anymore. I got to do that, man. I got to I have to ask the hard questions. Yeah. But like basically the, the fast riffy ones are my favorites. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, who would you say would be your guitar hero? Ooh, I have a few. I mean, like probably the main ones that got me like seriously into playing is like like Tom DeLong, just like total riff master, so underrated as a guitar player, I think. Like people kind of make fun of the fact that he didn't really take it super seriously in the early days and would like make fun of the fact that he would like have to sit down to play the intro to what's my age again and be like, it's really hard. <laughs> and people are like, oh, he sucks guitar. It's like, no, he actually is really fucking good. Like yeah. his down picking is insane. Oh, yeah. Um, His riff writing is like top notch. So Tom DeLong for sure. Um, Before you move on to the next one, I just need to touch in on this. I just read an article about Tom DeLong saying that um the key to playing fast you probably saw it too is masturbating oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you abbreviate on that i mean i guess <laughs> I, I, I thought about it too i'm like i mean in the sense of like if you're fucking palm muting you're playing fast pop punk yeah. stuff like i mean like 
from my perspective, I don't know about for his, but like from my <laughs> perspective, I think the thing that helped me the most for like, how many like playing hockey and and playing baseball when I was a kid, like because I was a pitcher, so like that wrist movement that I always had from like because you, you kind of have to like flick your wrist when you're when you're pitching. Um, at least that's how I got taught was like to hold the ball backwards and then flick it forward to get extra whip on it. And that I guess probably helped. And then like flicking it for a wrist shot. Um, and like, there's the, the old trick that like James Hetfield does another one of my guitar heroes that I can go. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but with Hetfield, like his old thing was he would, before a show, he would turn around and lift his amp head a bunch and basically do like curls with it. Cause that loosens up the muscles and then it makes it way easy. Like try it. Um, either do that or like some pushups beforehand. Yeah. Or like just lift the weight and you'll notice your down picking just skyrockets. I'm going to try that. It's, it's like, it's almost a similar thing to like a baseball player putting weights on the bat and doing warm up swings with the weights and then switching to a regular bat. You're like, Oh shit. Is this like, all I have to do is flick this little pick. Like, <laughs> um, that's definitely yeah. way more optimal than um, going to beat off before you play a set on a show. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot more PC there um, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I can't you. get canceled my second show in. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I, I didn't even say it. I was just abbreviating and asking about <laughs> what Tom DeLong said. Yeah, not 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 our viewpoint. Um, yeah, I'm sure exactly. I'm sure he's also kind of half joking because that's just him. Yeah, um, absolutely. But. Uh, I guess the other one, so like as far as like Hetfield goes, it's pretty much all rhythm based and like the riffs and stuff. But leading into that, like the reason I even got big into Hetfield was because I was such a, I mean, still am like a massive Bullet for My Valentine fan. And like they got me into like heavy music and like like technical riffs and stuff like that. Um, so Matt Tuck and, and Padge are both up there for me. Um, just like the way that they kind of blended almost like pop punk style riffs with i wouldn't say pop punk style but like like softer more melodic metal riffs i guess and then yeah. like blend it with like thrashy stuff and like and breakdowns and everything like I, I don't know i i always thought that was super cool um and i'm trying to think of another one and like matt heafy as well but i guess it's like that's kind of the same reason for for them and like and then the Avenged sevenfold guys were a big influence growing up too, like like sinister gates and stuff like his lead playing especially and how like their main riffs are so much different like it's it's a lot of main riffs are up on the high strings and it's just kind of like this very soaring a lot of bending sliding and stuff like that into lead riffs like obviously i'm kind of referencing more of like the like afterlife style yeah like the afterlife style oh, yeah. kind of riffs and everything like that but like all of that just kind of combines itself into the way that I play. And then obviously like there's so many more that I could name too, but like those are kind of the main ones. I'm really glad you uh, touched on the Avenged guys because um, like what got me into music was Slash. Like I woke up one morning, um, I could never sleep properly. So I'd always put on like TV and fall asleep to much more music back in the day. And they'd always just play music videos. And I woke up at like three in the morning and it was November rain by Guns N' Roses. And I've heard of Guns N' Roses at the time, but I never heard that song. And it was the end of the video. And I just saw this guy with this top hat, long hair, just rocking this crazy solo on this Les Paul. Axel's was going crazy on the fucking piano. Told my mom the next day and then she gave me Appetite for Destruction. And that's kind of where it went from there. Nice. And then when I got older and kind of like... I kind of want to get into guitar. Um, somebody showed me Avenged Sevenfold and then that's kind of where it ended. And I kind of knew that I'd, I'm not saying I'll never be good enough to play lead, but I just kind of always played rhythm because my stupid best friend, Ryan, was always our lead guitar player. So um, I love him. He taught me how to play guitar. It's great. But um, I always had that rhythm kind of vibe. So I really looked up to Zachy and like Zachy's my hero. I got to meet him and like that was my thing like i met my guitar hero and people are like yeah. don't meet your heroes but that guy was a fucking he's a gem you know what i i can say that too because i i think I, i've met hefe and matt tuck and padge like they're all awesome i haven't met tom DeLong, obviously but that would be fucking crazy but um the rest of the guys i've all met and yeah it's like it's nice when they're you know just genuine human beings you know oh fuck yeah like i couldn't um, believe it it was wild 
Yeah, like not like no rock star bullshit or anything no. like that. It's just he like, was like, I have a fucking vengeance tattoo on my side. Like my whole side says vengeance, and it's yeah. the way of his uh, um, clothing line, Vengeance University. And I got to show him when I met him, and he was like fucking jacked. Like, dude, you oh, fucking yeah. have my fucking name on your fucking body. Like it's your <laughs> biggest tattoo. Yeah, man. Like, um, he's man, he's so underrated too, because like the stuff that he has to harmonize. Oh, exactly. Especially in the early days. Like, especially, like, like stuff off um, City of Evil and everything like that. Like, his harmonizing that he had to do. Like, this is obviously before... Like, you know, Beast and the Harlot. That uh, oh one man. riff in yeah. just before the second chorus. The fucking... Um, it almost sounds like he... They, like, kind of describe it as, like, uh, when you're in a casino and you win a jackpot. Like, the fucking... All the crazy sounds. Because yeah. they're just playing that... Yeah. It's wild. I think that was... Oh, what was the other one they were saying? That, that was, like, Scream. Yeah. I remember. Oh, like, sorry. That was like scream. Yeah. Yeah. The jackpot thing. Yeah. That was cool. I, I used to watch all those videos, like the behind the scenes. The, oh, yeah. Like, oh, they're awesome. It's, it's so cool to like see like how those guys approach their songwriting, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like, it's funny you mentioned like Beast in the Harlem stuff because the it, in the solo too. Oh, like, yeah. Every now and then he'll just stop playing rhythm and just hop on lead with, with Sin. And it's just like, it's so fucking technical, man. Like, and the precision they have to have to lock that in live. And like, man, it's not it's easy. wild. <laughs> and then his favorite guitar player is obviously James. So like, yeah, I think like he's, you know, that's why he's, he's Papa Het Cause he's like every, every metal fans fucking idol for, for rhythm playing and stuff. And like, I guess you could argue like Tom DeLonge's the same thing for every pop punk kid. So it's like kind of, Two worlds combined makes me, I guess. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, I have a little different thing. It's called uh, This or That. It's a different little segment. Kind of uh, wanted to have a little throwback to our sister company, Disaster, where we do the Never Have I Ever, but we're not drinking. We're just hanging out uh, Monday, like 12 o'clock or so. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's, a, it's a This or That. I did some investigating on my boy, John, to see some tough questions so it's a basically this or that i'm going to throw out a name or something for example i'd be like the new york jets or the new york giants kind of thing which obviously fuck both those but i'm just yeah for example <laughs> for example yeah all okay, right let's do it um pierce the veil or bring me on the horizon oh fuck <laughs> that's so hard i i love both those bands I know that's I why think, I did that. I think Pierce the Veil is incredibly underrated. I like, agree. Like hilariously underrated because people write them off as like a sceney girl band. Just Vic because Fuentes. Because like, Vic has a high voice, but like fuck off. Like that guy is guitar so playing? goddamn talented. His, yeah, and to be able to sing like that and play the riffs he plays, fuck that. Like try singing and playing Bulls in the Bronx. I fucking dare you. <laughs> like, yeah, right? <laughs> try playing no, King it, for a Day and singing that. I dare you. Man, that's really hard. Cause like Semp Eternal was a huge album for me too. Um fuck, man. I think I gotta go Pierce the Veil though. I just because I don't think they've had anything that I didn't like where it was bring me just because of how much they got experimental there. Like I wasn't that big on like Amo and even that's the spirit it took me a long time to warm up to. Um Yeah, I oh pains me to say but i'll like i'll probably take pierce the veil just because it's it's more in line with what i do i guess i would have agreed with that one as well yeah bring me the horizon would be a close second in that but i, I mean i still love both those bands but like bring me is probably one of my favorite bands and i mean so is pierce the veil so <laughs> all right oh, start um, me off with a hard one there Jeez. i know i'm sorry dude um now let's keep it in the music scene but i'll go um a little different here canadian though um okay Billy Talent or Simple Plan? Billy Talent. There you go. I like yeah. that. Billy uh, Talent. That, yeah, that was one of my f first albums was Billy Talent 1. And the entire time I was on my, what was it, like grade 7 Ottawa trip, that was in my ears the entire time. All right. Had, well, then this one's I had gonna... my, uh, my old disc man. Oh, yeah. I love those fucking <laughs> For some people, today not, will never know. Yeah, the struggles so, of holding that thing together so it didn't skip. <laughs> so, just for the people listening to this that 
don't know what a disc man is um back when john and i were kids it was like this portable device to play cds you probably don't know what cds are even now because everything's digital you're obviously listening to us obviously maybe driving your car to work um you're just hanging out at home whatever however you're listening to us it's digital um but yeah it was a thing where you would have one CD, you would put it in this little player, and that was it. You would just listen to your uh, favorite album. Yeah, that's how, that's how I used to have to bring my songs to my guitar teacher too. I'd really? Burn CDs. If I didn't, yeah, if I didn't have like the full album lying around or something, because there's a few bands where I just like I couldn't fucking find their albums at HMV or anything. Like even even some bigger bands. Like I remember. Like even for like Bullet, like back in the early early days, like when they only had the Poison out, like I could not find the EP, like the Hand of Blood EP. I could not find that, like anywhere. And then finally found it somewhere and bought like two copies of it or whatever. But and like same thing with Trivium, I had a really tough time finding their stuff. So like any time I had their songs, it like I really wanted to learn them. I'd have to go the old uh, LimeWire. LimeWire. <laughs> computer aids and uh try and download a decent copy of something like that send it and then bring it over burn the cd bring it to my guitar teacher and then uh have him dissect it for me <laughs> beautiful yeah. okay well then this one's gonna piss you off billy talent one or take off your pants and jacket oh take off your pants there you go i know you said yeah, it's your for, favorite album first before. album i ever had it's probably one of my favorite albums ever not the billy talent one isn't but it just, yeah, they're both so good though. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, um, hockey or baseball? Hockey. Yeah, I played more competitive baseball than I played more competitive hockey. But um, actually, well, I don't know if that's true. It's pretty equal. But uh, yeah, I still love both sports. I still watch the Jays all the time. Um, but yeah, I get a lot more hype for. For hockey season and baseball season for sure oh me too, me too. i'm counting the days <laughs> let's go i can't wait to start my uh, hockey pull back up it's yeah it's on its way <laughs> yeah we just did our draft uh, a couple weekends ago in in niagara falls oh yeah yeah the, the guys go all out hell yeah that's awesome yeah okay um slash or eddie van halen van halen why yeah uh i <laughs> I was never too big on Guns N' Roses because of Axel's voice. So I think that's partly why. I love both their guitar playing. Um but I would I'd probably take Van Halen just because it's a little bit more a little bit more intense. The souls are a little bit flashier and I like that. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Yeah. All right. Um a date or fifty one fifty. And he invented that amp and that's a fucking great amp. So there you go. Um, a date to remember or sleeping with sirens? Date to remember. Okay, okay. Um, hot or cold, and why? Like weather? Anything, just hot or cold. Could be temperature, weather, just anything. A drink, temperature. Like probably hot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a very seasonal guy. Like I, I feel like I enjoy all the seasons. Not equally. I definitely enjoy summer more than winter, but <laughs> there's definitely parts of winter where I'm like, oh, I missed this so much. Like going to play shinny on a pond or like in a proper outdoor rink or something like that. Like you can't really beat that. Um, and when it cools down in the fall and you get like the first like hot drink that you've had in like two months, it's like, yeah, it's good. I'm actually, I'm craving a Guinness right now, like big time, like a proper Guinness from a pub, not from a fucking can because like, <laughs> all we've had like we haven't been able to go to bars for so long and now we finally can i'm like okay but it's been so hot out that i'm like i don't want a guinness right now yeah but now that it's finally starting to cool down I'm like fuck it's time it's fucking <laughs> happening yeah awesome all right um yeah this is the part of the show where basically i'm just gonna let you fucking just um shoot the shit about whatever you want um just let everybody know what you got going down the pipeline um anything big in the works for play fight um obviously you guys dropped your ep last week like i said it's a banger fucking go check that out spotify all the fucking music platforms 
Um, you guys have your fucking debut shows this weekend um, with Rival Town and a couple other bands. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, so the shows show should be good. I'm really excited about that. We've got rehearsals been sounding really good. Um, as far as stuff after it, like new music and stuff, I'm hoping to get at least another single out before the end of the year. I want to. Um, I don't want to just like put out the EP and just call it a day. I want to get something else out to get people stoked for the next year. And then after that, oh man, it's it's a little too early to say because we've we've got so many songs. Like I kind of mentioned it on uh, another interview that we did recently, but we've got about 40 songs right now. So actually a little bit more than that now. So it's like, we're just trying to figure out how to get them all out and what way that makes sense. That's not in a way that's like, we're just throwing songs out there and people are like, okay, cool. It's another one, whatever. And like, it's not a special thing. Like we still want to keep it special. Um, people, people excited for it and not just like throw so much at you that you're like, okay, I don't even know what to listen to right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of how it is right now. And then I think there's some other shows that might be announced soon. We'll see. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, is there any local talent you want to give a shout out to? Um, local talent. I mean, Rival Town just put out a new tune. Um, who else did? There's another one. Oh, yeah, New Nightwell. I fuck with Nightwell. Some good stuff. Um, nothing special. They're doing something again, too. Always got to shout those guys out. <laughs> I want to bring that up again because fucking in our disaster um, interview, you both fucking name dropped Nothing Special and Brandy's a fucking banger, but I actually, I like New Leaf a lot more than Brandy. Oh, yeah? I don't know. I just, for like my life and just everything that I've kind of been through, that song, the lyrics and everything just really kind of hits me. Like the whole, I'm a sucker for attention, like that all the time. Like that, I kind of feel like that's me 100% in a nutshell. Yeah. Um fuck else was gonna say i just like completely lost my train of thought <laughs> i'm sorry it's my fault it's nothing no, it's special <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah i think i like nightwell i really dig um new co hill's pretty good like the it's like a collab sort of thing where it's like a new singer on each song that doug's doing that's, oh, that's sweet. a really cool idea kind of kind of like slashing friends but for more like like almost like metalcore and post-hardcore and stuff with like a little bit of pop punk thrown in there. So he's like right up my alley for like, like similar style that I like to do. So I dig it. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then obviously you guys, Wormhusk. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, dude, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You're a great dude. Can't wait to meet you in person. Um, I had a blast with you on disaster. I had a blast with you on this show. Um, I love everything you guys do and like, I just, yeah, I can't wait to see you guys live. Um, now you've basically stolen my favorite band and made it into your band. So now I love your band even more. <laughs> yeah. Play Cove. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to go grab that pop figure. One sec. Oh yeah. I want to see that. I love how you know exactly where it is. <laughs> I heard you say play Cove before I left. That was hilarious. <laughs> I was saying, I, I love how you know exactly where it is on your shelf, too. Oh, yeah, dude. It's made a beeline for it. <laughs> so it's actually um, my first one I ever got. And it's so funny because my buddy, Justin, an old coworker of mine, when I lived in Brantford, he uh, he gave it to me for my birthday. I, I didn't have any pop figures. It wasn't something I was going to get into. And I was like, oh, sweet. And I saw it was signed and it was in a plastic box. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, He he's like, do you know who that is? And I'm like. Yo, is that the like actor of uh in the Goonies who played Sloth? And he's like, No, it's better. I'm like, How's it better? He's like, It's Josh Bombay. And I'm like, No fucking way. <laughs> so there's a Josh Bombay oh my God. autographed. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, That's I'm gonna perfect. probably bring it to my first wormhouse show and put it on my amp and just be immortalized with Josh Bombay on my side. Always. That's so good. I love that. <laughs> it's <laughs> the first one and i don't think i'll ever part ways with it like it's literally what started my collection now i have like 400 and it's stupid oh man 
we uh our old roommate um my fiance's friend ashley she uh she's a big collector though so she had like a whole shelf full of them and stuff and i was looking at them i was like i could see how this gets addicting like i tried not to do the thing where i just bought a bunch of random ones i tried to stick with um certain like themes i like so i'm a big wrestling fan so i have a bunch of wrestling ones i love power rangers so i have all the power rangers and then all the second releases they did all the movie releases the tv show like i have it's i have like 30 power ranger ones because of all the multiple ones there is nice and then i feel like i I would fall into that trap pretty quick too i'd have like all the star wars and lord of the rings ones and yeah i have star wars i have hockey ones so i've got like matthews marner ovechkin that's dangerous that's dangerous man that's such a rabbit hole (laughs) okay so since i got really back into music and moved home and uh, got into worm husk i haven't bought any like that's i'm not lying it's been almost a year and i haven't bought a single one and it's tough because i see them all the time and i'm like oh fuck now you've released fucking this fucking tv show or this movie i'm like god stay away yeah (laughs) it's bad but uh yeah no man um thank you so much for uh taking the time to chat with me um yeah i'm really excited for everything you guys got from the play fight camp um i can't wait to be able to hang out with you and have a fucking guinness like we're almost there yeah man last time we chatted it was like no one could really do anything besides outside of your house and yeah uh, that was actually like do quite a bit like yeah i saw that felt pretty normal lately for me yeah we both went to a jays game um that was cool yeah i went to Uh, a pretty big wedding too and it was like it felt quite normal yeah and i saw you just recently got um engaged so congratulations also on that dude thank you appreciate it no worries man that's fucking awesome there you go and let's keep uh pokemon going together because um (laughs) i i appreciate it um next time you want to do a raid just make sure we're ready for it and don't fuck i'm still recovering from that raid man i'm bad with it like (laughs) all because i i'm so sporadic with like actually going on that app that like like i don't even i don't even walk with it anymore same for a couple reasons so the main reason is because i would always have it going in my pocket and i would pull out my phone to like check on it or something and like someone's text window is open and i've just pocket dialed a bunch of gibberish or i've like video called a facebook group or something like that from my pocket because you can't lock it yeah because it's open because it'll turn off your progress or whatever so I just have it like banging against my leg and like hitting all these buttons and shit um but every now and then I'll, I'll just like I'll open it and I'll look at the raids or something like that and be like oh fuck I don't have that one and then I'll just go and message you guys and be like all right let's do this <laughs> okay let me message you the next time I'll fucking say I saw one yesterday it was like 5,000 like dude we would have spanked this one. Oh yeah well fuck. that's the thing though like you gotta find the good ones though I know they I get the whole point of it now I'm getting yeah. better with it so yeah <laughs> yeah everybody stay tuned because disaster promos our sister company or parent company i guess umbrella effect um we're phasing into tier two and tier two is basically where we have bands and artists come in and we do an interview in person and then after that they perform two or three songs and we've obviously discussed that we want play fight there and um i'm sure it's gonna happen at some point so stay tuned for that and sick. Yeah, like I said, just uh, John, thank you so much, dude, for coming out. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I hope you're well. And um, everybody, go listen to Play Fight. Um, what's one song you want to send people out on? Um, oh, that's tough. It's Anchor. Anchor's, Anchor's a good one. That's That's one that we're probably most excited to play live right now actually no that's a lie they're we're just excited to play all of them in general for sure but that's that's i think it's a standout one on the ep i think all right well then we'll play you out on anchor sweet awesome okay um guys thank you so much for tuning in um, on another episode of guitar gossip i'm your host dano disaster come back next week um we have kyle hunt from the band battle scarred Super cool. We're actually sharing the stage with those guys in a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, um, thank you guys again. John, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. No worries, dude. And um, yeah, happy Monday, everyone. Mm-hmm.